It is 25 minutes after the hour here on the Drunk Large Radio Show, and we're pleased to be on the air with Jess Edwards. He's a state representative who lives in Auburn and also represents the towns of Chester and Sandown. He is uh, a floatorial representative, one of the uh, oddities we have here in the Granite State with how we apportion our state representatives. And he's here to talk to us about legislation pending on the conversion therapy issue it's uh, been a hot topic up at the state house for some time and uh, it appears that a bait and switch kind of bill may be on the table now and to give us the details on that and uh, whatever else we have time to cover between now and the end of the show is representative edwards and jess we appreciate you being with us here this morning on the gerard at large radio show yeah hey thank you it's really great being here i'm sorry to find out this morning that uh this is the final week this is uh this is bad news for manchester and the surrounding area well i i appreciate the sentiment and i i wish it hadn't come to uh this point but uh there's only uh you know a a, a business leader who i admire once said all you can do is all you can do and all you can do is enough unfortunately i've reached that point where all i can do is what i've done and i can't i can't do any more yeah, no, I'm sure your talent's going to be used elsewhere. Uh, it's just going to be disappointing that we're not going to know as much about what's going on. You provide information and insight that uh, people just don't have time to get otherwise. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. You are all too kind. And so on to the topic at hand now. Um, let's let's talk about the conversion therapy issue. First, let's talk about what it is. Let's talk about what the legislature has already looked at. And then we'll talk about what's on the table. Okay, well, there's a couple different aspects to look at uh, when you're talking about conversion therapy. There's there's what it is, and there's what the legislation said it was. And uh, the issue that we had with in the committee, I think, uh, is that um, while now you're uh, on the committee that I, is dealing with this. Oh yeah, I'm on uh, Health and Human Services and Elderly Affairs. We're the committee that uh, ended up in the House receiving both the Senate version and the uh, House version of the conversion therapy bills, and uh, we retain them uh, so that we could look at them a, a little bit more right. deeply. I, explain to people what re- how the normal legislative process works and what retaining means. Okay, ordinarily, what will happen is. Um, as the House receives its 1,000 to 1,100 uh, potential bills a year, they go through the committee process, and, and typically the committees are able to go through all of the workload and get them in front of the House for a full House vote. Uh, on some bills, they get retained in committee, meaning that we don't vote on them uh, in the January through May session. We hold them so that we can study them a little bit more deeply, and then uh, the committee vote will uh, be re- has been registered, and so we'll uh, vote as a whole house in January on this bill that was introduced last session. Got you. So this bill was retained. Why was it retained? Well, it was retained, I think. Uh, I'm just one of uh, 20 committee members, so uh, I just want to make it very clear that I'm really sharing my perspective uh, on what happened and that there are 19 other perspectives. Many of them may be similar to mine, but I I am speaking really for myself. Um, uh, I I think uh, it was retained because, um, in my case, I I think that conversion therapy – 
uh, as presented on ABC's 2020, and we were told about how the 2020 uh, uh, view of conversion therapy is really the norm. Uh, we, we, there's a strong sentiment that that's a, a horrifying way to treat somebody with, um, who is homosexual. Uh, the p- point of conversion therapy is to talk to somebody uh, with homosexual feelings and, and convince them that they're heterosexual. Um, and uh, this, these particular bills dealt uh, with uh, minors um, and uh, those that were being directed to, to take conversion therapy. Now, so what we saw in 2020 where um, aversion therapy was used and shock therapy and, and uh, you know, all kinds of really harsh physical treatments uh, is it, clearly grotesque. Um, uh, but what happened was the legislation itself, in defining the term conversion therapy, defined it in such a way that a great number of or statements were included. And by the time... What's an or statement? An or statement. Well, this is a computer science term. Hopefully it works in legislation too. But, <laughs> but the definition is that, uh, that I'm using is that, you know, it would be if condition A or condition B or condition C or condition D mm-hmm. occurs, then this. Okay. And so... It seems to me I have vague recollections in my Pascal programming course. <laughs> At West High School more than 30 yeah. years ago of, of things like that. So you're bilingual. You speak Pascal in English. That's great. <laughs> Which is, I don't think exists yeah. as a computer language anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's still good for learning. But, uh, but in any case, um, so by the time you got, I'm going to throw another word. By the time you got through the concatenation of all of these or statements, mm-hmm. the stringing together of them, this law would have prohibited uh, it would have come up with some ridiculous conclusions. It would have had us insist that um, uh, licensed counselors use gender-neutral gender terminology when talking to a child about almost anything, uh, to include if a child came in with homicidal or suicidal thoughts, in that moment, the counselor would know that there would be a law on the books that says, regardless, you have to talk to them in gender-neutral terminology. What does gender neutrality have to do with conversion therapy? Uh, well, because what the bill wanted to do was to uh, have counselors respect and understand that uh, homosexuality isn't a choice, that homosexuality is uh, nature uh, and um, and really? that it's uh, it's a form of abuse. So all to- so so all of the evidence that uh, has existed over the uh, o- over the decades uh, of how sometimes it uh, can be the result of some sort of uh, um, disruption in the development of the child's uh, uh, psychosexual uh, image um, that doesn't count for anything. You know, I I don't know. I know that and in my personal life, and there's far more of that on the nurture side than there is on the nature side. I I just know in my personal life, I've grown up since the age of five uh, with people who uh, were born homosexual, and I think that was actually in their nature. And oh, there's I, no, there's I there's been there's also been a couple of examples of, of me knowing people who chose it as a as a sexual act, but. Um, but by and large, and then, and I think it is who, nature. Right. And well, maybe it is and maybe it's not. Yeah. But, you know, we can we can both point to people that we know who have been that way since right. they were born. But right. we also, at least I do, 
know people who were abused and as a result of that abuse sure um you know have adhered to um that practice and i think it's more or less those folks at this idea of conversion therapy and i know people who've been through conversion therapy I, i really do some successfully others not yeah but i know people who've been through it were they did they go through it in new hampshire because this is actually a major point that i've been making as i i've been trying very hard to find examples where conversion therapy has been practiced in new hampshire mm-hmm. and after hours and hours of calling counseling sessions and hearing testimony i've not heard of one example of it occurring <laughs> in new hampshire see i can't i i honestly can't tell you where they did it uh, where they went through it yeah but i know people who've been through it right right and, and like with any therapy it works for some and not with others yeah so so as it stands a lot of times this legislation this form of legislation gets introduced without anyone actually doing their homework and checking what's going on in new hampshire and we have a couple of things in place already in which uh, we can institutionally deal with banning the practice of conversion therapy, the worst forms of it. The worst forms of it should probably not be engaged. The, the shock therapy, the aversion therapy, the, the worst forms of it, I think there uh, would be unanimous agreement that that should absolutely uh, not be uh, a tool in a counselor's toolbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> given the body of knowledge and all the work the professional organizations have done, um, it is the case that our licensing boards already can step in and make sure that uh, licensed counselors do not engage in the worst forms. Uh, we already have that authority in state law. Uh, that fact uh, got overlooked uh, by the proponents of the bill. Also, uh, given uh, the abuse associated with uh, the worst forms of conversion therapy, these are things that should be reported mm-hmm. uh, to Youth Protection Services. And so uh, I would occasionally hear somebody say they knew a friend of a friend who had received conversion therapy in New Hampshire, but they didn't want to, for privacy reasons, reveal that. The friend, right. Right. And I I just want to know the practitioner. I don't want to know the patient's name. But when I can't hear a practitioner's name, you you know, I start to – I just want to encourage them. If you know that this happened, get them to report it to – DCYF is child abuse. So, so uh, while this law kind of assumed uh, or would have us assume that there's nothing in place now to protect from the worst forms of conversion therapy, in fact, that's not the case. We have, we have a couple of uh, So you're saying levers. the laws are already on the books. So if, if the laws are already on the books that protect against the forms of therapy that you find need to be protected against. Yeah. Uh, what what do you view as the purpose of of this bill now under the banner of conversion therapy? Well, okay, so if I'm being charitable, and it's uh, we're entering the season of charity, I, I would say that <laughs> I'm tempted it's, to say why be uh, charitable when you know they won't be. <laughs> well, <laughs> or haven't I'll, been. I'll, let me at least start there. <laughs> I would say that um, conversion therapy as practiced by the ABC 2020 series was is horrible. It's uh, shocking and, and should be abused or stopped. So, uh, so there's that. There's a legitimate concern on the part of many. However, I also think it's the case that um, one party in this country has decided to pursue the politics of identity. 
Yeah. And with this identity politics, they're trying to subdivide the nation into such small demographics. And then they're trying to swoop in with the fishing net to collect those small, isolated right. demographics. And, and try, this, to, try to persuade people that uh, the, the problem or the numbers if affected are far greater than they really are. Well, I think the New Hampshire cases uh, makes that point very evident. Uh, we, we, we had probably 100 people show up for testimony, and it was all very emotional. But still, uh, I asked the question of five or six experts that showed up, and nobody could tell me a single instance of it occurring in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Now, this law is on the books in California, and I, so I think there's in part uh, a national effort to push gender politics and, and identity politics as uh, instead of using class warfare, which is how I grew up knowing that party, um, uh, they've switched over to uh, a different form of, of uh, div- uh, division, right. s- uh, c- separate and uh, divide and conquer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's identity warfare, identity politics. Right. And I, and I just want to just keep saying that New Hampshire is a great place. Uh, we don't do some of the horrible stuff that uh, the proponents of some of these bills want us to believe is happening on a daily basis. Right. So you're saying this is a bill in search of a problem to perpetuate an uh, identity-based divide-and-conquer type of politics that furthers a liberal agenda versus a legitimate public policy aim. That that is very close to what I'd say. I would say this is a, a, a policy... Uh, knowing that there is not a problem in New Hampshire, trying to create the illusion of a problem for the aims that you described, yes. We'll continue with State Representative Jess Edwards, Republican from Auburn, Chester, and Sandown, following this break for Traffic, Weather, and Sports. You are listening to the Dread at Large radio show. I'm Rich Gerard. Good morning.